Welcome everyone to the social van Feeling Kyle sick of the bullshit So here they are, Reppin' C Plus Ready to turn every podcast to dust So sit down and shut the fuck up Cause when and now, fuck your couch Welcome everybody to the social van and be the sex ninja in the place to be as always so i got a special guest here i'm excited will you introduce yourself good sir yeah, this is one man crew pro wrestler uh rapper and uh music producer i saw the wrestling and you know checking out your background while i was uh trying to get uh, some information and i want to jump on the wrestling part like how with What's going on with everything right now? Uh, are you trying to find work still? Still trying to wrestle or? I haven't, I haven't wrestled for like going on three years now, man. I've been just kind of letting my body heal from all the wear and tear and damage that I sustained over the years. Like even before the COVID, like I, I was taking time off. But uh, last year I was supposed to come back to wrestling i was gonna debut the first time i ever worked it would have been the first time i ever worked for all japan pro wrestling i'd worked for like 20 something companies in japan already but i'd never worked for all japan pro wrestling and to me that was a really big deal and then the covid kind of fucked that up for me so i just focus on more you know Less harmful physically creative endeavors, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel you there. Uh, I used to wrestle as well, and I haven't seen a ring in like I think about three, four years. And, and I understand letting your body heal and all the um, all the uh, your body is just has it took so so much in that ring. And people are like, "Oh, well, wrestling's fake." I'm like, "Well, you take a bump in that ring, and then we'll talk." Legit, bro. Like everybody says, wrestling's fake. I'm like, well, shit. Ask my motherfucking MRI results if it's fake. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) So with you know with wrestling and everything like that, uh, and with the music, how did you go about working with ICP? Like that, and um, and what's awesome and dope is ICP's uh, Yum Yum's Lore being number one hip-hop album that's crazy on itunes yeah i don't think it is anymore though but it was there for a little bit when it first came out yeah i was pretty i was pretty happy about that i never thought i'd be involved with anything like that like musically speaking man i've been making music for i'd say about i think i recorded my first demo in 2002 so I've been wrestling for like well, since I was 17 years old. I'm I'll be 38 in a couple days, and uh, so like I've been wrestling for like since 2000 and ma- making music since 2002. So like a little over 20 years I've been in like the arts and entertainment. You know what I'm saying? And then like 
simultaneously i did both for several years because i was like well if one doesn't work out maybe at least i'll make it at the other one or something so that's how it started like with me making music and uh wrestling and i i wasn't making beats at first i was getting beats from other people i started out like with music just being an mc just being an artist and um how it came to be that I started working with ICP. Like, I was a, a, a mark for ICP since, like, 1997. And I always wanted to work with them, and they were the ones that basically inspired me to be an artist. And I started making beats in 2004, but they sucked, so I just, like, got beats from other producers. And I actually made, a like, a four-song EP produced by Mike P and Fritz the Cat, like... Back in 2007, I bought like three beats off each one of them and only used like two from each of the batch of beats I bought from them. But anyways, how it came to be I work with ICP is I just hit up Violent J on the Cameo app. You know, where you like buy happy birthday videos from celebrities and stuff like and happy anniversary and all that good shit. So they had an option where you can like message them for like 10 bucks. So I spent like 30 bucks sending them three messages. And uh, I was just like, at the time, I was kind of depressed. And because I had just put out a new album and nobody gave a fuck about it. And I poured my heart and soul into like producing it. And uh, I wasn't able to go out and like hustle like I used to because of the COVID shit. And uh, so I was just like, well, I got these beats left over that. I'm never going to use, so I just hit up Violent J and offered them some free beats. I was like, hey, man, uh, I don't know if you remember me. I met you like 10 years ago and at the gathering, like at the JCW uh, stage, because I had worked for uh, their wrestling company at that, at that gathering, the 2011 gathering, which you probably don't even remember. But I told him, I was like, I became pretty... A talented producer, and I got some beats for you. I'll give them to you. I won't charge you nothing, man. And and so he gave me his email. I was like, yeah, man, send me some fire. So I, I basically just sent him all the beats that I didn't use that I had. I had made like probably thirty beats for my uh, maybe twenty between twenty and thirty beats for my my last album, and I only used like ten of them. So like all the beats that I didn't use, I just sent to him, and he was like. Uh, these beats are, are pretty dope, man, but uh, it's not our style. If you would uh, do this and this and this and change it more to target our sound, uh, just just keep sending us stuff. I was like, okay. So I started like making beats targeted toward their sound, like custom beats, you know, not beats that I already made for myself and was just going to give them to them. And then I, I started making, like, custom beats. And at, on the first, like, two custom beats I sent him, he was like, that's what I'm talking about, man. Like, uh, now we're getting somewhere. So he, after at that point, he already was, like, offering me a deal and stuff. So, uh, like, at the time, I was just like, man, this shit ain't for real. Like, like I, I it didn't take <laughs> Like, it didn't sink in, like, the reality of it hasn't really sunk in yet until, like, that, um, 
the uh, you produce ICP uh, event on Patreon where they actually played one of my beats to to choose, you know, like for the juggalos to vote on on which one they would use for that song and then I was like, damn, man, this shit's for real. And, then, and so, like, it made me mad, mad hungry. And I started, like, making more beats and just cranking them out, cranking them out, cranking them out. And now, like, I've sent them, like, 30 custom beats already so far since uh, early October. And, uh, and like, I was I was making beats so fast, like, they couldn't even keep up with it. You know what I'm saying? They, they only made, like, they only used, like, two beats so far. <laughs> But uh, they had already had, like, most of the album, the Yum Yum's Bedlam album, already recorded. And then uh, I just guess I, I came along at just the right time because then that straight jacket dude left the label. And uh, so me and Devereaux and Shaggy the Airhead, I think we're, like, the three, like, main active producers that that are working with them now. But I know, uh, I know Violent J has said that, uh, they have beats from Mikey Clark that, that they just kind of dug up in old emails that it was like, Oh shit, here's these beats he sent us that we didn't use. And I think they use like five of them for the album for the, uh, yum, yum bedlam album. But, uh, yeah, man. So that's the story of how it started. I just hit him up on Cameo and just sent him some beats, and then he he was like, "Fuck this Cameo shit, man! Like, here's my number." <laughs> and then... <laughs> I mean, that's not exactly how he said it, but you know. Yeah, well, it's it's crazy when you think about it. Just takes a little push on on a, your end to have this thing just happen. It's like how I got the Shaggy to Dope interview. You know, and got to go meet him, sit on the tour bus and stuff like that. Like, it was just a matter of a call. Then fast forward, I'm sitting there with him and I'm just like geeking out like, uh, what do I do? What do I do? You know, (laughs) but but I'm looking at your album. I'm looking at your album right now, Legend of the Earth. And I have listened to it from top to bottom. And I got to say to all the ninjas out there, it is dope. Like I can feel the heart and soul you put into this record. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, nah, I want to know what inspired the cover, because the cover alone is just so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Um, that means a lot. That means a lot to me. The cover, I, I designed it myself, actually. Um, so, you know the wrestler, the Iron Sheik, right? He was, he always says like, "Legend of the Earth," like. You gotta be the legend of the earth, otherwise go fuck yourself, you know what I'm saying? So I thought that was funny, like how he said that. And I was like, Yeah, he's right. I wanna be a legend of the earth. So that's why I named the album Legend of the Earth, right? So I was like, Well, what would be a dope album cover, Legend of the Earth? So I was like, Well, what if it's like a bunch of aliens attacking the planet Earth? And then like I superimpose my face into the like evaporation of the fucking all the water on the surface of the planet being evaporated in, into that, you know, the atmosphere. So that's what I kind of did. I just, uh, and then I'm into like conspiracy theories and shit and <clears throat> all that Illuminati shit. So I, I put some little symbolism in there and shit. And, and, uh, 
that's basically the the whole idea of it is just you know it's a bunch of aliens attacking the planet Earth and yeah you know, some like some all-seeing eye shit in there. <laughs> So it's ba- it's really actually some low key satanic shit if you want me to be honest. But... <laughs> it's still art though, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, because like with the features alone on here, you got bizarre, C to six, little white, capital Z, you know, and it, 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 this album just bangs. And I I gotta ask, like, how did the bizarre collab go? Because I know he's been, you know, he's been doing it for a minute. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, well, I hit him up back in like 2007 to do a, a feature for a man. And uh, at the time, he was going to do it for me for only like, because I, I came at him like super humble and super respectful, and he was going to do it for me for like 500 bucks just to hook me up. But you know, at that time, I was super broke, and I, I couldn't you know afford it at that time. Well... I was living in Korea and I was a lot more fortunate. I had the money, uh, I had some sponsors and stuff that helped me, uh, get the money up to, you know, get, get the, the feature from him. But he, he, uh, he charged me, he taxed me a little bit more than he originally <laughs> did it, you know, would have like 10 years prior. And, uh, so yeah, but he, he, he he did it for me and it was it turned out pretty dope and i'm really happy with it and to to be able to actually that song i got from like i got that verse from him back in like 2017 and uh for for that that was a really big deal to me because you know that dude was in d12 and rapped with eminem and stuff like that so like to me that was like I kind of felt like I was already like making it in the game already, even though I really wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I know. And, and I uh, like even before that, like ten years ago, I did a song with Esham, and uh, that song was like on this mixtape called UGH34. It was hosted by Axe Murder Boys at the time, and uh, there's two versions of that song. And I have uh, the remixes on my previous album, but yeah, the the whole thing with Bizarre, uh, one of my homies was a big fan of D12 uh, when he was a, a teenager, and he was like, man, he was marking out hard, man. He was riding nuts hard over that damn feature. Man. It was, it's still pretty funny to me to this day because this guy's like an MMA fighter and like a legit pro wrestler like looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger and shit and like he still marks out for that one little feature I have with a bizarre <laughs> well it, it's a it's dope it's forever in your history it's forever and you know and like working with like little white uh I actually did a I think I opened up for him one time little white and then seeing seed of six that that's just dope on its own and you know I I like I said I I wish this album is blows up after this. This is what I'm hoping. It's just all these ninjas that are listening. They go check out this album. I'll have the link in the description below and just let it melt your ears with the freshness, you know? And I, I got to ask, like, what do you feel is next? Will you do another album? I think I will. Um, I don't know if it's 
if it'll if it'll just be like something I do by myself or something that like maybe in the future I have a chance to drop something on psychopathic. I don't know. Um, I can't really reveal too much information. It's just that uh, I just got to keep doing what I'm doing and, and produce some music for right now. And and uh, once I, you know, get to know the guys at the label, like personally and stuff, like I'll, I'll be able to get like more opportunities to do other stuff with with them. But uh, w whether or not I do it with Psychopathic or not, yeah, I'm, I, I can see myself putting out another album in the future for sure. Yeah, and with with that, you know, I, I like I said, I'm sending all the love, brother, because I know like this project is so dope to me. And knowing one could be on the horizon makes it even fresher in my head. I'm just like, oh, hell yeah. You know, and... What is there any other artists out there that you would love to work with? You know, with musically. Uh... Oh man, like I'm trying to like I've been hitting up now that I'm like making money and shit. Like I'm hitting up like all the people that I hit up a long time ago to work with me. Like for example, like Project Pat. He said he hooked me up with a, a, a verse for like a thousand bucks. I tried to hit him up. Now I'm getting the fuck you price. <laughs> I, I tried to hit up all these people like, like Jelly Roll. He said he'd give me a verse for like seven fifty. Now nobody even wants to talk to me now. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, the fuck you price. Yep. I, I know when... Yeah, when we have guests on, and usually they give me a fuck you price. I'm like, wait, what? I I asked you to be on, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Crazy, man. With uh, Yum Yum's lore out, what would you say is your favorite track off there? You know, even though besides the one you produced with the beat. Oh shit, man! I really like that. Uh... I've had it worse, produced by Devereaux. I like that song a lot. That's a really dope song. It's, uh, from, you know, what I gather, what it means to me is just, you know, like, you, you, you could think that, like, you have a shitty life, but somebody's always got it worse than you, you know what I'm saying? So, I really like that one. I like the beat, I like the concept. Uh, that Ding Ding Daw song, that motherfucker makes me laugh every time I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that ding ding doll. That shit's funny as fuck. And uh Yeah, just thinking about a damn doll. Fucking <laughs> Well they're great at concept songs and that song is just so you know it it's it's rocking in so many levels on um my the track that gets me like hyped all the time because I've been listening to it like a non stop from top to bottom, uh, Afraid of Life. I just have to dance every single time that song comes on. I, I don't care where I'm at, grocery store, you know, <laughs> taking a shit. I'm just like, oh, God damn, yeah, you know. <laughs> I think that whole fucking album slapping from front to back. I like it. I I, I really dig it. You know, I, I actually texted Byron Jazz like, man, this shit slaps, bro, or something like that. But he never messaged me back. But, <laughs> but I let him know <laughs> how, how much I like that, how much I appreciate being a part of it. Yeah, and uh, Bewitching, it, it's the way they put that song together on top of the beat. You know, I'm just like, 
it's 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 old school ICP, you know, and that's that's saying something upon itself, like especially with your work being on it, and how it introduces the album. That dude, I, that blew my fucking wig off when I listened to it, and the first fucking thing that comes on is the, some shit I produced. I was like, what the. <laughs> Yeah, I was pretty happy about that. I mean, shit, they must think that bass pretty dope if they make it the intro, you know? <laughs> yeah, and introducing a Joker's card, pretty much. You know, that's that's legendary upon itself. And uh, I know we have Yum Yum Bedlam on the horizon. And we also, I know Violent J said they have, there's dropping like three or four EPs, like yeah. the Seeds of, Seeds of Yum Yum. And I know you probably, probably can't say much, but... <clears throat> They call it. He calls it the seeds of the yum yum. But I think what he meant to say is like the sprouts of yum yum. Ah, yeah, that's what he meant. To, I think that's what he really meant to say. Because uh, I saw on one of those Patreon videos, he's like, "What would you call that? The the, the seeds of yum yum." And I'm like, "The sprouts of yum yum." I'm like yelling at the TV. It's the sprouts. The sprouts of yum yum. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the sprouts of yum yum, the um. I know you guys are probably already working in that. Uh, are we going to hear future one-man crew beats? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. Um, there's a... Uh, just on the Yum Yum Bedlam, I think there's a... They've used two of my beats so far, so uh, I'm pretty sure the other one's going to be on Yum Yum Bedlam. And uh, basically, like, with me... Uh, as a producer and as a juggalo, a long-time juggalo, what my goal is, is, uh, you know, as artists, they always are moving forward. They want to, you know, make the newest shit, and they're always looking forward to the next things, of the, the, to the future, and they're not trying to uh, be, you know, backtracking to how they used to sound or whatever, but as a juggalo, I know juggalos want to hear that old-school flavor, so... What what I feel like my job is as both a producer and as a juggalo is to kind of somehow bridge the gap between the new style of production of, of you know, the modern stuff of today, like the trap shit and whatnot, and bridge the gap of that shit and the old school shit that the juggalos love, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm trying to do is just kind of like satisfy like everybody you know what i mean and that's the thing too you know like i've i've seen a lot of like people who talk about this album and don't like it at all because they're like oh you know they're it's it's oh they're i want old school icp i'm like well they're go listen to it like there's nothing stopping you from listening to it you know they're artists they have to evolve and it's it's my favorite line from j yeah, my favorite line from Jay Z that I I still hold to this day. He goes, "You want my old shit? Go listen to my old shit." You know, that's <laughs> legit. Hell yeah, man! I and I I agree with that. You know, as artists, everybody wants to evolve. Like even me, as like you know, doing my own shit. Like I'm always trying to like keep my finger on on the pulse of what's going on today. You know, kind of adapt with the times. So I could see it from both both ends of the spectrum, from both sides. You know, as you know, artists they of course want to move forward and keep developing and keep making new shit and keep staying fresh. And then on the other flip side of that, there's always those 
old school fans that are like, well, I like the way this sound or that sound or whatever, you know. Me personally, I'm I've been a long time fan of theirs, so I I enjoy all their shit. But uh, I can really sympathize or empathize, I guess you would say, with uh, you know those old school fans that are like, well, I wish they sound like more like this or whatever. I think the reason that is though, and that that's this is just from my own personal analysis, my own personal opinion, is that. For the past, like, decade, I don't think the producers they worked with uh, could fully encapsulate that same sound that, like, Mikey Clark produced and Mike P produced, you know, that 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 ICP sound. I, I don't think the producers, the other producers, really understood the, the, the gimmick, if you will, of ICP. They're, they're clowns, you know? You want to have some, like, circus and carnival sound and shit, you know what I'm saying? And... That's basically what it's about. It's just uh, respecting the gimmick, staying true to the actual characters of what ICP are. They're fucking, they're clowns. They're insane clown, insane clown posse. You know what I'm saying? So you want to have that circus, like carnival vibe to the shit. And um, I think a lot of that has been in the past ten years. A lot of producers really didn't really know how to how to. Um, really fully encapsulate that sound you know what i'm saying oh yeah it's like after you know when the wraith dropped it was just a whole brand new sound and then going forward you know to the tempest and this and that but i just feel like insane clown posse has always adapted really well and i i've I, I've stated it before. I don't believe there's a bad ICP album out there. I, I love everything they do because they know how to school the game and understand. Like when I hear them on some trap shit today, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, you do this better than any other person that's you know that's coming on it. Oh yeah, I love that fucking uh, that uh, Killjoy Club, man. That shit is fucking fire, man. And uh, oh. dude, <laughs> that fucking Otis, dude, like. That motherfucker fucked up, bro. Because, like, he had it made. He, like, as much love as they were showing that guy, man, shit. I hate, I don't want to bring up that kind of shit, but, like, I'm looking at that Killjoy Club, and, like, you look how much love they showed that motherfucker. Like, letting him be a part of that shit. That's, that's like an epic, two different epic legendary brands coming together. And then they let this fucking asshole be a part of it, and then look what he does. Look how how he thanks him. And yeah, it's, I've always said that of like all the any artist or producer that's ever like took advantage of them and and hurt them in any kind of way. I always look at that as like these motherfuckers put you on, and this how you thank them. You know what I'm saying? Like I could never do that, man. Like. Yeah, it's like, you know, with Killjoy Club, that that release is so, like, I, I think of an alternate universe, you know, like, man, what if we got more Killjoy Club? What if this, you know, yeah, it's 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 crazy because that Killjoy Club album, uh, it's it's forever going to be remain a classic, but forever tainted. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like that. I love that fucking Killjoy Club album, man. But now when I try to listen to it and that motherfucker's on it, it's hard for me to listen to it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) And I I, I feel you. And I I understand, too, you know, and I try really hard just to 
stay away from that stuff and just try to evolve with the music. But I feel you on the potentialness of more Killjoy Club, but then the, the bone that came with it. And also, not only that, but you know, one of them dudes died already. You know what I'm saying? The uh, Koopsta, he he had like a stroke or an aneurysm or something and died. Uh, I don't know, maybe something else. I don't know, but what I heard it was like some kind of brain problem. And so, like, there's only like actual four of the six people that were in Killjoy Club actually could even do it. You know, which. They could still do that, you know. They they could still make an album with those four, but but yeah, man. That just I didn't mean to get too much off topic with that. No, nah, you're good, bro. <laughs> Every time I think about the Killjoy Club, it's just like ah. <laughs> well, it it goes to Lotus, you know. It's it's one of those things like it in an alternate universe, in a happier universe, we would get more Lotus, but you know it ain't gonna happen, and it's just like. Damn, you know what I mean? It's just it's just one of those things like musically with people that w- we've looked up to and listened to and all the stuff and it's just like damn, in an alternate universe we could be getting this but at the same time I got, you know, Yum Yum Lord just blew my wig off so fat and fresh that it was meant to be this way, you know? Oh yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing the actual Yum Yum Bedlam, man. Like it's still like just it's still hitting me that I actually have like produced that intro on that Yum Yum's Lure. Like I ordered a Yum Yum's Lure physical CD off of eBay. It was like a hundred and sixty something dollars. <laughs> just you know, just to add to my collection. You know what I'm saying? I like stuff that I've done. Like I got like wrestling DVDs and CDs I put out and shit, but. Nah, I feel yeah. I I wanted a, I want a physical copy of Yum Yum's Lore, and I was seeing the prices on eBay, and I'm just like, ah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I put my max bid at three hundred bucks. I was like, I, don't, I was like, fuck these guys. I'm getting this bitch. Like, <laughs> I was hell bent on getting one of them motherfuckers. I bet if I could just you know like email Jumpsteady and be like, hey homie, let me buy one of them. They probably had like one or two of them laying around somewhere. <laughs> but still, you know, it forever. And what's cool too is those are numbered, you know, and they have the signatures on them. And that's that's dope and fresh. And it kind of made me sad when I see them on eBay. And I'm like, oh, what what ninja is trying to get rid of this freshness? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you, uh, yeah. So like, I missed out on the uh, yum 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 yum's lure. Uh, release and for the month of December, but it's it's on my radar and I follow Psychopathic uh, Museum and there's always people posting there like who wants to buy this shit? Well, I'm like me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, saw one, I saw one on there, bro. It was like buy it now for two fifty, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I will say that this is the first time I do not have a physical copy of something with you know ICP related. And it, it breaks my heart because I'm just like, oh, and, and, you know, and I'm not, of course, I listen to Spotify on my phone, but it's having the physical CD. It, it's 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 a must, you know, with every ICP release. It's a must to go through the booklet and stuff like that. And it, but one day, one day I'll be on here like, look, I got it. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to grab some dude's ass, but I did it. <laughs> I know what you mean, man. Like, 
Yeah, I just had to have one of those things, especially if I was involved with it, you know? But, yeah, bro. Those things are worth money just because they're super rare of only 5,000 each, you know what I'm saying? Somebody put fucking one of my CDs on eBay I saw recently. Probably one of my homies from Alabama. I saw whoever put that on there is from Alabama. And, uh, there was only like a hundred physical copies in existence of my last album because you know I just got like a sh short run of them. But the person that put that on eBay was like, "There's only a hundred copies." Well, I could just easily like order a thousand copies right now. <laughs> you know I mean, but... well, I I would love a copy of your record like that. That would be dope for my collection just because I love that album so much. And yeah, I remember you, I saw a post you did on Facebook like, "Hey, what my shit's on eBay." <laughs> yeah. Um, if you send me your email, man, I'll send you some stuff, bro. Like, I could send you some wrestling DVDs and a couple different albums. And I hell yeah, I, I'm a I'm a huge wrestling mark. So, hell yeah, bro. Me too. Uh, <laughs> uh so are you be um uh, with with wrestling? You know, let's go a little bit of that. Like, who is your ultimate favorite wrestler of all time? Ooh, damn, that's a tough one, man. Uh, right. That, I mean, every time somebody asks me that, I don't know what to say. Like, because there's so many of them that I like. But uh, if I had to like just say one guy, I had to say Bam Bam Bigelow. No, that when I was a kid, that's that was the dude. I was like Bam Bam Bigelow, the guy. That guy's bald head. He's got the tattoo on his head. That, I was, at the time, I was like, "Who's fucking crazy enough to put a tattoo on their on their head?" You know what I mean? Right? Now, it ain't no big deal. Everybody's got fucking tattoos all over their face and on their head and shit. But at that time, nobody had that shit. And, and his look was great. Yeah. Just yeah. That, mm -hmm. And he was such a, a physically gifted athlete to be that big, that heavy, be that big and fat, and be doing moonsaults and shit off the top rope like. I was like, I want to be like that guy. So it's it's kind of weird because the first time I went to Japan to wrestle in 2012, everybody was calling me Bigelow. They're like, Bigelow, oh. Bigelow, Bigelow. I'm like, why, why they call me Bigelow? Well, I guess because I look like Bam Bam Bigelow. At the time, I had a bald head. I was big. You know, I was kind of fat. And I'm doing moonsaults off the top rope and shit like Bam Bam Bigelow. And I have tattoos. So they're like, oh, Bigelow. So, <laughs> but after a few months of me being there, they stopped saying Bigelow and just called me by my name. Uh, one man, one man crew. But uh, at first they were calling me Bigelow I was, and it kind of pissed me off at first. I was like, I'm not fucking Bigelow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. They, I, I'm, I'm looking to get back in the ring just because I miss it. It's just something that I feel like it's necessary for one more run, you know, just one more run. Yeah, me too, man. Like, I'd like to, I had actually thought about uh, just like not wrestling again, ever again, but. I it's in you. Like, it is, man. And like the, the, the last thing that I want to do, like in my career is like win like a major title. Like with one of the, not not necessarily like WWE or AEW or anything like that, but I'd be like you know content with just like winning the CZW title or the JCW title or something. You know, like that's that's like 
one thing that would like lure me out of retirement is like somebody like teasing me like hey you want this this carrot dangling this title belt you know what i'm saying i'll probably get back in the ring for a title run you know what i'm saying wouldn't take much i would say <laughs> i don't want to start rumors and fires at this but i was just like all right let's check this out KMB the sexy ninja versus one man crew gathering of the juggalos winner takes all <laughs> brutal falls count anywhere I'll, I'll go through a burning table <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that ain't up to me man but... i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, i i i world trying to get a nut um well, this was fun. This was dope. And um, thank you so much for coming on. I really no appreciate it. No problem. And we will have uh, One Man Cruise music playing us out. I will have the links um, below to the album and to uh, other stuff. Uh, is there anything that you would like to plug before we get going? Yeah. Um, I'd like people to subscribe to my YouTube channel if you do. It's, it's just One Man Crew is the name of the YouTube channel. And then. Uh, I got this promotion going on right now. I got this really dope t-shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com slash One Man Crew. Um, if you uh, buy one t-shirt, it's called the Bloodthirsty Savage t-shirt. I actually got a video of Jerry Springer plugging it for me on my YouTube channel. Uh, if you buy one, I'm going to donate $5 of, of the proceeds to uh, St. Jude Children Research Hospital. So... Check out that Bloodthirsty Savage shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash One Man Crew. Yes, and we'll have the link to that below so you can check it out and have no excuses but to check it out. <laughs> thank you. That's, that's dope, bro. That That's awesome, man. Um, thank you again. Uh, I, I can't wait to you know have you on again, talk more music and stuff like that. But I, I had to get with you just because I, I had to know One Man Crew, and now I know, and you are dope as fuck. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. You are too, man. All right, y'all. Well, thank thank you to One Man Crew for joining us. Um, like and subscribe. Share it with your grandma. Share it with your grandpa. Share it with the bum down at Walmart. Enjoy the track that's going to play after. And uh, like and subscribe and all that good stuff. And go to One Man Crew's YouTube channel to check it out. This ninja's banging. It's dope. Just do it now. You will not be sorry. So check it out. All right, y'all. When in doubt, fuck your couch. Yeah. I made a deal with the devil cause life is too short and cause nothing lasts Is it worth the fortune of fame? I probably never asked It's just the price I had to pay so I could escape my past I'll burn eternally but until then I'm gonna have a blast I made a deal with the devil cause life is too short and cause nothing lasts Is it worth the fortune of fame? I probably never asked It's just the price I had to pay so I could escape my past I'll burn eternally but until then I'm gonna have a blast Taught me all about patience, he's shining on me from above And Grandma Rose showed me how to forgive and taught me unconditional love And Grandpa Bob always made me laugh and made sure that I got a haircut And Grandma D always bought me stuff and cooked good food to fill up my gut And to Courtney and Christine and Joey and Shannon and DJ and Roman and Angie and April You all are my cousins and for you I'm grateful for being at Christmas as I am so label I miss all my aunts and my uncles, especially Wally, John, Lisa and Pam I think of my mother and father as I feel alone in this faraway land Jesse and Nicholas, I miss you both and I hope you get paid I hope that you're blessed and I wish you the best And I know that you'll soon have it made And to my son AJ, I love you so much And I'm sorry your dad is away I am your
one friend and I pray for your happiness and your success every day I'm sorry for making so many mistakes and I'm sorry for causing you pain Because you are the ones who I want to make proud and I can't get it out of my brain I want to make up for the reasons I've gone for the reasons I got in the game For the same selfish reasons that I sold my soul to the devil for riches and fame I made a deal with the devil cause life is too short and cause nothing lasts Is it worth the fortune of fame? I'm probably never asked It's just the price I had to pay so I can escape my past Lucifer that he could take it Thought that it made sense for all the fame and cash that I could rake it Now that I've awakened all the flavors of pleasure in life I've tasted Moving on, I was weak, now I'm strong Used to have nothing, now I have it all All the player haters, I proved them wrong They probably thought that I would never do this long Was born with a shine, now my soul is gone Because I pop pain pills and abuse the bong I wanna go to heaven, but I blew it on Because I never even read chapter 2 of Psalm Spaceship, I done been to Saturn I had to go there just to meet the Phantom To work together on tracks in tandem In hopes that this record might just Worth the fortune of fame, I'll probably never rest It's just the price I have